This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some wonderful friends, loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, and so much more. And today I have with me author and motivational speaker, Chancellor Kay Jackson. Chancellor was born in Fulton County, Georgia, to Native American parents who grew up in Smyrna, Georgia, and attended Seston University. For nine years, he played football at the high school and collegiate level. After graduating with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies, Chancellor lived abroad in China from 2018 to 2019. He fell into writing after his traumatic experience of being arrested and and detained in Beijing for 14 days. His first book, 14 Days in Beijing, has ranked number one over 15 times on Amazon in multiple genres. Chancellor has also released a romance saga about a man's first step towards gaining emotional intelligence titled You Love and You Learn and Real Love Never Dies, now available on Amazon. Can't wait for you guys to hear my conversation with Chancellor, but before we get into that, just a friendly reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star rating and also leave me a review. Let me know what else you want to hear, how you have been um, enjoying the journey or not. Let me know. Um, also, please uh, share and tag us on social media at solidarity underscore media or head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn more and continue the conversation with me. Um If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, below every episode, we have some polls and questions um, that you can also submit your answers to. All right. And with that, let's get into today's talk. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. I have with me today the incredible Chancellor Jackson. Chancellor, how are you today? Hey, blessings and balance to you, Olivia. Appreciate you for having me and blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now. Big shout out to y'all. Y'all the real MVPs. (laughs) Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Welcome. Um, great. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, so this com- this you know podcast all about my dating journey, relationships, love, everything. So we kind of like to start at the beginning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you were taught to love growing up, um, and also how were you loved by your caregivers? Um, <laughs> love was very interesting. Um, growing up because I didn't really witness it, you know what I'm saying, uh, at least, you know what I'm saying, for my family. Uh, my mama, she was, she'd been married like over five times. Um, Papa was a rolling stone, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, you know what I'm saying, their siblings, um, this just, you know what I'm saying, wasn't no real companionship, I guess you could say. Um, like out of all the siblings my mama has, six of them, including her, I say one is married right now. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just something that really, you I didn't really see growing up. And then um, even take it even further, like far as just expressing, you know what I'm saying, our love verbally, that was something that was truly taboo. Uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, she, uh, to this day, I don't think she's ever told my mom the words, I love you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, even, so growing up for us, we didn't really say it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just through our actions, you know what I'm saying? You know the love is there. We ain't got to sit here and speak on it, you know what I'm saying? It was understood, it ain't got to be explained. That's how I try to move. So um, it was definitely, uh, it was it, it was it was something, you know what I'm saying? Especially once I started becoming, I started to get older and 
I became attractive to females. You know what I'm saying? That's when uh, <laughs> I finally got to uh, to experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, dealing with different women. You know what I'm saying? Because before then, I didn't really. I was ugly, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hit my glow up until about eighth grade. Once I started playing football and lost the baby fat, started growing my hair, life completely changed then. So now I'm getting all this attention, what I wasn't used to before. And it's like I had no type of emotional intelligence or even how to in interact with women, for real, for real. Um, so it was just, you know what I'm saying, trial and error with that, just really just, okay, I'm getting attention now. So I'm just eating it up, for real, for real. <laughs> and then um, I ain't really... I definitely, I, I ain't really date nobody for real, like seriously, until college. You know what I'm saying? That's when I really got my first taste of, you know what I'm saying, love and being able to give as well as receive. You know what I'm saying? I can give love all day for shit show, but as far as receiving, I, that shit makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, but my, yeah, that's when I was able to get a feel for it truly um, in college. But prior to that, man, it was just me just being single, young, and a football player. <laughs> Got <laughs> so, it. Yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. I can, I mean, I, I can definitely see why maybe the, in a, like a struggle with receiving love maybe comes from like, you know, if you grew up in a, in a household where I love you is not really something that was like said, but it's more so through these like nonverbal actions and everything. Like I can definitely see that when it, when love is a little bit more visible, there's mm -hmm. some discomfort there. Right. Like, so ooh. I get that. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about like, so playing in football, you know, being in one of the more hyper masculine kind of sports, how did that like impact your relationships or, or maybe even your view on men and women and all of that? Uh, it definitely, once I started, I didn't start playing football to eighth grade. So with me being from Georgia, that's late as hell to start playing ball. Most folks that start playing football, they start at four or five years old. So um, it was a lot of catching up I had to do as um, far as just learning the game of football, organized football. Um, but I knew then and there I wanted to play college football, D1 football at that. And um, shit. It was to hell with everything else aside from if it ain't got nothing to do with my goal of playing college football, then I really could care less about it. Um, mm. And it was definitely that that was the case when it came to, you know what I'm saying, dealing with all the different women and, um, you know what I'm saying, interacting yeah. with just different people in general. Like, I, I have a goal in mind. Um, I know what I want to do when this high school journey is over with. Um, so I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I make that happen. And I was able to do that. <laughs> I was able to do that, exactly that exactly what I wanted so um yeah you know what I'm saying just extreme focus and you know what I'm saying discipline and you know what I'm saying I was able to you know what I'm saying cross that goal off the list and shit once I got to college and it didn't really wasn't going how I planned it to you know what I'm saying now it's, it's more of a business now at this level especially at the division one level so you know what I'm saying um I knew I knew the NFL wasn't gonna be and that wasn't gonna be in the future like my sophomore year. So mm. I didn't know what I was gonna do as far as once this football thing comes to an end officially, but I'm like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I ain't gonna I'm just living the moment, you know what I'm saying? Truly, you know what I'm saying, absorb all of this and you know what I'm saying, ride the wheels to the ride till these wheels fall off. And um yeah. I ain't get my first girlfriend until my junior year of college. Um and we dated for two, about two years, you know what I'm saying? And I was a junior, she was a freshman. So after 
my senior year, of course, I'm graduating, but she still has two more years of school. Um, so now here I am entering the real world and she's getting ready to transfer to a different school just to, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be cheaper one <laughs> and then it's going to be a better college experience for her. So that's where we start. We started to, you know what I'm saying, come across, well, meet, you know what I'm saying? We started to meet that crossroad and it's like, all right, I knew that things were going to be drastically different, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, moving forward. Um, I just didn't know how it would all play out. And then me landing my first job on the other side of the world in China, um, I knew that was going to be a major shift <laughs> within yes. our paradigm and dynamic. And it definitely was. Wow. <laughs> it definitely was. What a journey. Congratulations on on all of your successes. I think that that's an incredible story. And thank you for also like like highlighting like kind of the a little more of the truth to that experience in going from, you know, uh, high school football into college football and trying to, you know, work towards these goals. Like you would think like in a sport where it is like so, you know, it, it, at, at least to me, it feels so hyper masculine that you know, dudes like that, when I was in college, I was like, oh, they're players. They're just probably <laughs> running through girls and everything. But no, they're here. You know, they've got a goal in mind. And because it is so competitive and there is just so much risk to it as well, the second you get an injury, like that's it, right? Like, so you have to be super, super focused on this goal. Um, it's no wonder, like, of course, women are like, or relationships are just kind of like the last thing you're sort of thinking about because you really want this. Um, but can you talk a little bit about like, so when you started to hit the moment where you realize like, ooh, all right, this might not be, this this goal or my journey on this path might not go in the same in the direction that I'm thinking it is or that I hoped it was how did you kind of cope through you know either those feelings um how did you heal through learning that you know maybe maybe the road to the NFL is not going to be as crystal clear as I thought um I really ain't take I really ain't take it too hard because yeah. I just know it's a business the higher you get up in this in this game it's more and more political and I dealt, faced a lot of adversity and dealt with a lot of politics in high school and in college. So I'm like, shit, at the professional level, when they're strictly business, they getting paid millions, big bucks. Oh, yeah, I'm like, it's times 10. So I'm really, I'm straight. <laughs> for real, for real, like, I'm good. I don't, I really wanted to play D1 uh, football. And I got to do that. Most of you know how many people, you know how many high school football players there are in the United States? Yeah. <laughs> It's not even only a portion get to play at the next level. You know what I'm saying? D1 at that. So I was able to do something that millions of high school football players aspire to do. And not only was I able, got my foot in the door, I actually finished. I had plenty of, I knew plenty of folks that went D1 as well. Not everybody finished. Saw this shit all the way through. So I was content for real, for real. I'm like, it's time to hang up the cleats. And now it's like, all right, now it's really time for me to find my true purpose. And my true identity. You know what I'm saying? I've identified as a student athlete and as a football player to the T <laughs> for a long time. And now that's no longer the case. And I mean, I got to unlearn and relearn a whole lot for real, for real, because now we enter in the real world. So um, yeah, I was excited for real, for real. Just see, I'm like, I don't know. I have no clue what it is I want to do, <laughs> what it is I'm good at. Um, would I aspire to be nothing? I have no clue. I know I got to start somewhere though. So it's just like, yeah, I know it's going to be a journey. It's going to be an adventure. So um, from that point on, I just, I just man, I'm buckled my uh, bootstraps and I was, you know what I'm saying, just went to work. I just started applying for jobs, mainly corporate positions, um, landing interview. I mean, I'm getting interviews, getting flown out for these interviews, put up in hotels, the whole nine. And 
I just cannot seem to land an actual position. And then for I did this for about eight months. You know what I'm saying? For, you know what I'm saying? Interviewing, getting told no. And they kept hitting me with the same BS excuse. Oh, we're going to go with somebody with a little bit more experience. He's just like, it was like, Shawty, you, you knew that when I submitted the resume. It's on the resume, it's clear as day. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really got no experience, but y'all done put, brought me all the way out here just to tell me, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't really take it too hard. Too, I ain't take it too personally just because that was my experience trying to find a college to play at. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't highly recruited at a high school. Shit, I ain't had nothing going on. By the end of my senior year, I made uh, Stetson happen. I made going D1 happen through my own will. You know what I'm saying? Reaching out to school. I made that happen. So I knew um, that, you know what I'm i just been in this position before. I'm going to get told no a million times before I finally get a yes. And I just can't quit. If I quit, I'll never be shit. So that's not even an option. Um, so yeah well you have such a, it sounds like you have really good like bounce back mentality just like <laughs> even if it doesn't work out yeah resilience like i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna try again where do you think that that's coming from um man just the level of expectation i have for myself mm. most importantly you know what i'm saying of course that and then you know what i'm saying of course yeah, people have always looked i'm a leader for real, natural born leader. So it's just like, if it's pressure that I put on myself and it's pressure that I feel that my community, my peers put on me, they probably ain't really put no pressure on me, but it's like, it's still internal. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it to myself. Like I have to, I have an expectation I want to live up to and I'll be damned if I don't live up to it. My name is Chancellor K. Jackson. That is a powerful last name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got to, yeah, I, I got I to, gotta, I'm going to be somebody for sure. Uh, I have no clue who, what, when, or how, but I'm going to figure it out. Gotcha. That's great. No, I, I fully believe that you will because you just definitely have that wonderful, like, yeah, that that t tenacity to really do it. So that's great. Um, Chancellor, can you tell us a little bit about what sort of things that you hope to work on um, going forward or, you know, sort of the little bit of the work that you're doing now? Um, Man, just really uh, continuing to... <laughs> being on top of this foundation I already done laid. And um, yeah, I'm a people's person. I'm here to serve the people and the community. So um, just continue to do that. I'm coaching high school football now. So continue to pour into these these young players. Um, it's a vibe. Uh, I'm enjoying, I'm going in, entering year five now. Shit is crazy. But you know, it's been a, it's been a lovely every, ever since I started. Um, also coach at-risk teams in my county. So my book, 14 Days in Beijing, is about my experience getting locked up in China for cannabis. So we work with kids that un, uh, got arrested here, you know what I'm saying, for drugs, really, you know what I'm saying, drug-related charges. And we use 14 Days in Beijing as a part of our, you know what I'm saying, our source to pull our life skills from. Um, so that's been a vibe working. I'm just working with kids a lot, you know what I'm saying. I tutor at elementary school. I'm just really, you know what I'm saying, working with, working with the youth and, you know what I'm saying, working with the next generation of entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, entertainers, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine, businessmen, all of that. So it's just a, it's a blessing, for real, for real, just to be able to shape and mold and um, develop, you know what I'm saying, it's just next generations, the next generations to come. And uh, in addition to all of that, I have uh, my own publishing company, which all my books are published through, and I also started a service uh, coaching aspiring authors through the writing and publishing process. So anybody out there with an idea or a concept for a story, but not sure how to go about putting it on paper, I can help you with that. Or say you've written a whole book, but don't know how to go about publishing. I, I can walk you through pro that process as well, or both of them if need be. And um, I'm working with about four to five different people right now 
Um, but we, a lot of them, we own the back end of it. So they, their book's going to be rolling out, hopefully within <laughs> this next year. Um, I had one client who saw the thing all the way through, and he published his book through my publishing company back in October of last year. And he was ranking up on new bestseller in two different genres. So it's just like, you know, so everybody has a story that they can tell. We've all been through different experiences, traumatic, happy, uh, sad. You know what I'm saying? We've all been through, through different experiences that have shaped and molded us into who we are today. And I feel like it's our obligation to share those stories. You know what I'm saying? In football, we say each one teach one iron, sharp as iron. You never know who <laughs> could benefit from your story that's about to go through the same situation, already going through the same situation, or, you know what I'm saying, already went through it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just putting it out there, putting yourself out there and, you know what I'm saying? You never know who you can influence or impact just from doing that and inspire, yet let alone. And then on top of that, you already went through it. You might as well make a dollar off of it. Why not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> you know Let's get paid out here. So, so, yeah, <laughs> That's great. I was trying to get established. That's it. Yeah. Congratulations. We will definitely put the book in the show notes of the episode. So definitely go check that out. Um, what... Wh- that's I would have that's incredible like the fact that you experienced something that is it sounds like it was a very difficult situation to kind of be in you're across you know, you know across the world um in this culture that you've never really known before and this happens to you um where did the impetus to say like I'm gonna write about this like kind of come <laughs> from you know has Man, writing has writing been something that like has been helpful for you in the past? You couldn't told me I was gonna be doing anything I'm doing right now. <laughs> Football came yeah. to the end. I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Like, yeah. I'm dead ass. I don't know where to start. None of that. So everything I'm doing right now is just just through devotion. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. staying down and you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna figure something out. Um, but, but writing. Nah, I even in grade school, you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. I don't recall writing like that for real, for real. I remember like at, at the end, like the test we got to do at the end of the year, we may writing is a part of that test. So we definitely had to write in that aspect. But far as like having to write essays throughout the school year, I don't recall that at all. So once I got to college, that was a rude awakening for me. Because now we, you know what I'm saying? I'm, my degree mm-hmm. is communication and media studies. So it's writing intensive. And pretty much what we're doing right now is my cup of tea. So it was just, I was like, damn, boy, I wasn't expecting to have, you know what I'm saying? I was going to have to do yeah. all of this, but whatever it is I got to do so I can, you know what I'm saying, pass my classes, I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, this college stuff ain't free, so I, I ain't finished chucking jobs with this. You can, <laughs> you can chuck a job in high school all you want to, but nah, you paying these folks now, so I wasn't even finna play around with them folks. Um, but once, I, when I first, when they first threw the cuffs on me, um, and they sent me down in a, a police van. We got to the first precinct in Beijing. Um, I remember having a conversation with myself. I was like, I just really in just disbelief of what all that just transpired. And in fact, I'm in the situation. And I'm just like, damn, bro, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no clue what's going to happen. Nothing's being explained to me. But I, you know, so I'm going to learn as I go. You know what I'm saying? So just sit tight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bumpy boost back. It's going to be a ride. Um, and when it's all said and done, I know I'm gonna be good. I don't know when, I don't know how, how this thing gonna play out, what's going all gonna this, this all this experience gonna entail, but when it's all said and done, I'm still gonna be me. I'm still gonna have my head, like I'm gonna be all right. So with that being said, take note of every minor detail because it's gonna be a great story to tell once you're out of this predicament. So um 
But even then, I still ain't know I was going to write a book about it. I knew I had to do something with the experience. I'm like, I ain't go through this shit for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And of course, I made a decision. So these are the repercussions from it. And I held myself accountable for that. But I'm like, it's bigger than than something. So it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to do with this situation or how I'm going to take this situation and flip it. I don't know. But um, it wasn't until I'm back home. I'm chilling with one of my friends I grew up with. And he was a published author before we graduated high school in 2014. Oh, wow. Um, traditionally published. So he was like, hey, bro, you ain't think about writing a book about the experience? I was like, well, that's a good-ass idea. I don't even know where to start, but that's a great idea. <laughs> he took it even further, took my phone from me, went to my notes, left me a five-layer outline. And I just started filling it in the outline. And with me doing that, I called a flow for how I needed to tell the story. So um, I moved it from the notes on my phone to Google Docs so I could type it up on my laptop. Four months later, the story was written and then just spent an additional six months getting it ready for publishing. Um, so on April 4th, 2019, that's when I got arrested in Beijing. On April 4th, 2020, the anniversary date, I released the very first version of uh, 14 Days in Beijing. And I was wow. ranked the number one new bestseller in three different genres. Congrats. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. What so a journey. <laughs> I know, right? Like, wow. That's. I mean, that's that's like in a way, the true kind of, I don't know, reverse definition, I guess, of like the American dream, right? Like you just take something that just, it seems like nothing. It seems like a story that you might want to forget even, and you've gone and you've turned it into something that is probably, like you said, super valuable and informative um, and inspiring to a lot of people. So congrats to you, everybody. Go check out the book. Yes, um, Chancellor, this, so this podcast is called Healing Through Love. My last question for you, how do you feel like you um, heal through love? So with my other two books, so I have a 14 Days in Beijing and then the next two books are You Love and You Learn and Real Love Never Dies. So it's a romance saga. But all three books, is a, it's a trilogy. So it's telling one long story. Um, but with those romance sagas, that's pretty much based on a true story, just like 14 Days. But it's pretty much my first step towards gaining emotional intelligence. So what I was lacking before, me meeting her in college, um, and then, of course, you know what I'm saying, you love, you learn. That's pretty much year one of the uh, relationship, and it's harmonious, it's cute, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying, all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's very lovey-dovey. Um, and it was it's incredible to see, especially for folks that really know me, because <laughs> beforehand when it came to love and relations and feelings and all of that, you can get out of my face with all of that, for real, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're talking to the wrong person. So to go from that to the polar opposite, hit a complete 180, um, yeah, I definitely, I needed it. I needed it. Um, it was definitely a part of the journey that I, I needed that emotional intelligence. And um, it definitely helps me grow. And I'm excited to see the man I continue to, you know what I'm saying, become and you know what I'm saying? When it's all said and done, I'm be I'm I'm just all preparation for whoever I truly, you know what I'm saying, I settle down with when it's all said and done. But um, but even then, you know what I'm saying, with love, you gotta be able to experience and be willing to accept the good and bad that come with it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be always harmonious. So um, you know, it's gonna be a high and then shit, you're gonna hit an all-time low, especially when it comes to an end for sure. So that was definitely uh a process within itself <laughs> as well. Um, just going through the breakup and healing and that shit took me, it took me a good little minute. Like I remember once 14 days was going crazy, my partner, the same partner was like, hey, you should write a book about 14 days. 
He was just like, hey, but you need to write about the romance. I'm like, hell, I'm not even in the headspace. <laughs> I ain't even in the headspace to do all that. And then a lot of women um, that was reading 14 Days, they kept hearing me like, okay, you talk you talk about this girlfriend of yours all throughout the 14-day book, but you never actually get to speak to her. And then once you, you you release, that's just the end of the book. So what happened with y'all? How that play out? Because a lot of females, it was the first, very first girlfriend I ever actually, you know what I'm saying, Claimed I actually done, you know, this is very first real deal, serious relationship. So, um, and then next thing people know, we just not together no more. You know what I'm saying? So it left a lot of people curious as to, you know what I'm saying, how our story played out. Um, so a lot of women was asking me about that. They wanted to know the tea on that. So I'm like, all right, for sure. But I still wasn't even, I'm like, I still wasn't even in the headspace emotionally just to, you know what I'm saying, go forward and try to, try to even write it. It wasn't until like, eight, nine, 10 months later, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came across, I was just doing research and uh, studying, just, you know what I'm saying, just authorship and self-publishing, came across the best-selling genres. And once I saw romance at the top of that list, it was no offense or bust about it. <laughs> yeah. I was sold, then I'm like, man, that's all the motivation I need. I hit my partner up and say, hey, send me, out. send me another outline. He sent me that outline. Two and a half weeks later, that story was written. Wow. I wrote that thing two and a half weeks. And um I was truly able to release it. You know what I'm saying? For sure, get it all on paper. Um the same with 14 days, just able to release it instead of just sitting in the back of my head and just lingering and festering in it. And I was able to put it on paper, let go of it. And um man, and inspired plenty of other people, you know what I'm saying, through that phase. Because yeah. a lot of people, that was a curveball. You after 14 days, you couldn't have told me I was gonna write another book. <laughs> I was, you know what I'm saying? So I done came out with two romance novels. Oh, yeah, that was that was a curveball for sure. You know what I'm saying? I definitely shifted the paradigm with that. And a lot of men that was reading it, it was surprising. I wasn't expecting the men to read it, but it was a lot of men that read it. And it's like they was able to relate to it a whole lot, um, learn from it, you know what I'm saying, grow from it as well, just from my journey. Um, so it, it, it's been liberating, you know what I'm saying? So it's just continuing to... Help others, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Put your your pain on paper. Wow. Put your, but, on paper. Put your triumphs on paper. Put your successes on paper. Put it all on paper. For sure. That's Let's it. Let's help that's each other. it right there. Absolutely. The healing power of just telling your own story. I love that. Um, Chancellor, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Can you tell people where they can find you, how we can kind of keep up with your journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, the best search, search engine we have. Google. <laughs> yeah. Google Chancellor K. Jackson. Everything you need will pop up from my social media accounts, my website, ChancellorKJackson.com. Um, all my books are available on Amazon as well as my website. For my non-readers out there, I have the audio book for 14 days available. So you can tap in with that. It's available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And I'm narrating it. So it's a vibe. So get your popcorn ready for that. And inspiring authors out there. Visit ChancellorKJackson.com, sign up for a free consultation. We can tap in and see if we're a good fit for each other. Hey, we can turn this, make this thing happen. No cap. Um, other interviews I've done, you'll see it. Just yeah, man, just Google me for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Me. We'll definitely check you out. Thank you so much again. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, blessings to you. Hey, everybody that tuned in for the whole episode. Hey, but you are real. Shout out to you. No cap. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Healing Through Love. 
If you head to the show notes of today's episode, you'll find links where you can get in contact with today's guest. Um, Also, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, feel free to reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media. Thank you so much again for joining me and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye.